0: This AIM Hometown Innovations podcast is sponsored by Wessler Engineering. A long-standing AIM sponsor, Wessler Engineering specializes in wastewater, drinking water, and stormwater projects. Trusted, client-focused, responsive, and cost-effective, it's how we do business. The partnerships we create are as important as the work we do. With Wessler Engineering, you are more than a project. Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovations Podcast. This podcast is designed to offer insights, best practices, and innovative solutions for the challenges facing Hoosier cities and towns. Each edition will offer ideas and inspiration while showcasing the talent and commitment of Indiana's local leaders. Enjoy the program.
1: Welcome to AIM Hometown Innovation Podcast. I'm Matt Greller with AIM. Joining me today is one returning guest and someone joining us for the first time, Bridget Anderson, Vice President of Patronicity. Welcome back to the podcast. And new to the podcast is Megan Heber, Placemaking and Environmental Review Manager uh, with IHCDA. Welcome to both of you very much. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We asked you both here today to talk about a, a statewide youth engagement program called My Community, My Vision. Before we talk about the history of the program and some of the newest developments, Megan, why don't you walk us through what the program is for the listeners and and what it's all about?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so excited to share about the program and. Um... Excited to chat, yeah. Um, so My Community, My Vision is a program that is sponsored by IHCDA. And uh, we're, we're working this year in partnership with Bridget Anderson um, from Patronicity. And really our goal with the program is to, to connect high school students from across the state with their town and city, their community development process and each other through a semesters long program um, that, really focuses on place based community projects.
1: Good stuff. Um, The program launched a number of years ago, maybe back in the 2016 timeframe. And like a lot of things in the world, we had to take a little bit of a hiatus during during COVID uh, time period. And as relaunched recently, the program has you know, the introduction of crowdfunding into the program is really innovative. Bridget, is this um, something that other states have done or is it unique to Indiana? What's the the history there?
3: Yeah, to our knowledge, um, this is very new and exciting for young folks to be engaged in a crowdfunding campaign that has matching grant funds with a state partner like the Indiana Housing Community Development Authority. And we've seen a lot of successful uh, crowdfunding campaigns and Creating Places campaigns have been led or engaged youth councils and youth groups throughout the state. And we think it's a perfect pairing um, to engage young people to have a say, to be able to cultivate um, those connections in developing and improving their places.
1: I think most of the listeners will know that the IHCDA is in the Lieutenant Governor's family of business as she likes to say um knowing her just a little bit you know this type of program is is right up her alley whether it's youth engagement or mental health involvement those kinds of things really resonate with her talk about her in, in involvement with the program and how it helps maybe to have someone at the top of state government uh, helping push the program along
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I know that the Lieutenant Governor is a huge supporter of this program when it launched in 2016. And um, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why we worked so diligently to get the program reinstated this year after COVID. We were a little bit hesitant um, in just gauging the interest of of youth councils across the state um, if they'd be interested in jumping back in after COVID. um, we know that Jake IP here at IHCDA, as well as the lieutenant governor, are huge supporters of the program. Um, something we're super excited about is that all the students will have the opportunity at the end of the semester to get to present to you, hopefully a, a panel of really great guests from across the state, um, including the lieutenant governor, to get to not only kind of work those leadership muscles of getting up in front of a panel of um, important people, so to speak, um, and get to, to talk about their projects, but also just to get to share with her all of the great work that the students have been doing across the, the course of the semester. Um, so that's something that we're really looking forward to. We also know um, we're gonna have that at, at Indiana Landmarks here in Indianapolis. and. They've been a great partner um, as well. So we're excited uh, to, to have that here coming up in May. Um, I guess there's a lot of work to, to be had between now and then, but um, we're, we're really, uh, after, after meeting a lot of the councils recently, we're, we're very excited about the success we know that they're going to have in, um, in planning and crowdfunding for these campaigns.
1: You talked about it a little bit, Megan, the support you're able to offer the young folks participating in the program. What's that look like? How are you guys engaging with them directly? How does somebody that hasn't yet been involved to be involved in the future? Those kinds of things.
2: Yeah, I can jump in for a bit and then Bridget, you can share a little bit because we're kind of doing this in stages. So the first half of the semester is a lot of um, education for students. We've developed a curriculum, thankfully, with a, a really wonderful public ally um, who's come on board and helped us throughout um, the fall and, and into the winter here. A great curriculum of introducing concepts about community development, planning, placemaking, um, and all. And then once we get to the crowdfunding component, um, after the teams have developed their project, they know where it's going to be, what it's going to look like, then Bridget's going to kind of jump in in the second half of the semester and get them ready to launch their campaign, um, understanding how to engage donors, how to um, find the right people to ask for money, and um, really get the community on board with these projects. So uh, Bridget, I don't know if you want to share a little bit about that, and then I can talk about kind of the future or how people can get involved um, after this this current round.
3: Yeah, Megan, I think your summary was really great. We at Patronicity provide support and capacity building for fundraising campaigns. And so what that really looks like is uh, you have a coach like me that is supporting the youth councils in, like Megan said, identifying funding opportunities, sharing strategies, um, identifying opportunities for success. So they don't have to go it alone. Um, I think a lot of times it can be tricky to try something new. And um, the great thing about the partnership that we have with IHCDA is that um, we know collaboration is the only way for the communities to be successful. And so we really model that in letting um, communities and especially these young people know that they're not alone and there's a clear path for success. So we're happy to share at this point, we're edging up to almost 200 Creating Places uh, campaigns that have been successful uh, around the state. So knowing that they're in good company um, is is one way that we can help empower and inspire the young people.
1: Bridget, before we go back to Megan, So a lot of our members will know you from working on various projects, whether it's a parks project or an alley activation or whatever it might have been over over the time of. of your involvement does your work on the crowdfunding side of things look different on this program than it does with a a typical municipal project.
3: Yeah, I I would like to think that um, our approach to my community, my vision is definitely um, rooted in um, deeper and more intense curriculum, just based on the kind of skills the students may or may not have. We still do that with communities and nonprofits around the state, kind of gauge where folks are in skill and ability when it comes to fundraising in general, let alone crowdfunding or utilizing an online platform. I do think it is um, uh, the technology Lens uh, is something that uh, is slightly different. I think young people tend to have a a better handle on some of the sharing and the social elements, but from our work so far after, you know, just kind of meeting and and getting introduced to the young folks is that the uh, approach doesn't have to be that much different than our communities, but again, we still are are creating curriculum that's designed specifically for uh, young folks, um, and that I think is the biggest value add: um, meeting people where they are as far as skills.
1: You hit the nail on the head, Bridget. I just had a mayor yesterday ask me to fax him something, so <laughs> <laughs> I hope uh, I hope we're we're moving beyond those days of communication. Megan, back to you about how folks can get involved if if they're interested.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think the the easiest way is just to reach out to me. You can find my email on on the IHCDA website. And the other thing is we're we're really hoping that this is successful and we can continue this, make this an annual program. And so we're hoping to, if we do have youth councils across the state, um, go ahead and start plugging this now. Um, If you're interested in this, we'd love to have you join us for next year's program. Um, We'll have the The application probably released in the fall. Um, And and same thing, we announced teams in November of last year, and then um, we got them started right in January. So uh, the program runs January to May, and then um, we'll start the whole process again next year. So um, we have seven great uh, teams this year, and we're hoping to continue um, to have just as many students who are interested in, in this program
1: to help the audience maybe visualize verbally what some of the completed projects look like. What are some examples of things that have been done uh, in the past that folks can think about maybe doing in their own communities?
3: Yeah, one of my favorites is actually um, inspired uh, by a youth council. Um, It wasn't exactly a youth council at the time, it was their, their landscaping club at Mishawaka High School. It's a community educational garden, I'm sorry, greenhouse. So students got together um, and identified an empty space next to their school and they no longer had room in their uh, science space in their high school to be able to grow uh, um, green things. Um, plants and and food and so they successfully raised funds in order to build this greenhouse um, just over thirty thousand dollars and that was in Mishawaka so that's a really great example of of students with an idea who came together to meet a, a need in their community it was also their needs uh, as young people and the my favorite part of that um, project was um really, I think deeply rooted in the the goal of this collaboration where um, if young people can see an opportunity or a challenge that um, they see themselves as part of that solution. So that's a good one. Um, We love alley activations in particular, finding space for people, young people, people of all ages to gather. So a great example of that is the Oki Alley in uh, Columbia city. Uh, That's another um, dynamic um, downtown space um, that has since added art and light sculptures and uh, elements to really inspire people to gather and come together while also paying homage to local history and culture. Um, That one uh, is, is a really great example as well. But Um, we're really open to creative ideas. We want people to feel inspired, to think outside of the box, um, to think about what makes their community unique, and then build their campaign around that rather than anything that's highly prescriptive. Because just because it's a good idea in one community doesn't mean it'll necessarily work in yours. So really identifying, you know, those opportunities. Uh, Vacant properties and buildings are uh, a really good space. Um, If they are particularly eyesore, uh, particular or eyesore or challenge, that might actually pose as a perfect opportunity for both creating places and to engage the, your youth with my community, my vision.
1: Megan, any uh, favorite projects that, that you have?
3: There's so
2: many to count. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to pick a favorite. I, I particularly love so many of our really beautiful mural projects across the state. I think that's a really simple and effective way to draw people to downtown and get excited and um, engaged local artists even. I think that's a great process. We, we just finished up a project um, over the summer in Putnam County. Um, they had a beautiful uh, silo painting um, or mural uh, done a couple years ago and they decided to build on that and do a whole uh, set of additional murals throughout the county. Um, and now it's gonna be a great destination for people to go visit. Um, to see all the different murals throughout Greencastle and Rochdale. So um, that's, that's one of particular interest to me. I also love projects that build on local history. Um, we, we're encouraging students to maybe dig into some of the history they don't know about their communities and how they can integrate that into, um, into their projects.
1: Very cool. Thanks uh, to both of you for sharing some of those projects. Finally, uh, this is a three-part question you just had your recently had your 2023 kickoff event here in Indianapolis. So one, how did the event go? Two, uh, maybe talk just a little bit more about how the program has evolved from 2016 to now and then what are you looking forward to in, in 2023 and where do you think things are headed?
2: Yeah, our first kickoff was here in Indianapolis, at the Bonner Center, and um, it was really fun to have, we had six councils represented, one wasn't able to join us, but we had a a bunch of very excited, enthusiastic students um, from across the state, from both, uh, you know, a little bit bigger towns and cities, and then also some very rural communities as well. And um, great to hear their ideas. Uh, We just kind of set a foundation for them of what the rest of the semester is going to look like and started kind of getting the juices flowing and thinking about what their projects are going to be. Um, So yeah, it went really well. We had an abundance of of pizza and great conversation, um, which I think is uh, a high schooler's dream in a lot of regards. Um, So I think really, the the program first started with a community planning lens. It was really designed to engage students with their municipalities in developing a community plan, Um, and that involved a lot of research, um, statistics, and some different things in thinking about where communities headed and how students could get involved in that process, which is very important and great The program was started by Carmen Lethig, now now works for the city of of Indianapolis, and she has a planning background. Um, I do not have a planning background. And so as I took on the the program, I thought it would be really great to build upon the success of our Creating Places program and give students the opportunity to build a place that they can visit, that they can come back to, um, that maybe when they go off to college, um, and, or go off to trade school or, or, or get a job or whatever um, that they might be go. Oh, wow I really want to go back to my community because I was able to create this really awesome space there and uh, maybe starting with a small project can um, can be a catalyst for more change in their communities and so I think that's really what we determined was a great course of action and being able to have students be able to point to something and say I helped build this, Um, I was part of the change and um, also creating places they can enjoy today, you know, a lot of these students will be involved in helping these projects develop over the next year and then they can enjoy them Um, and that's uh, something we really love to see as well.
3: Yeah, and to to add to the kind of future that we see for both uh, creating places in my community, my vision is that more communities take um, the opportunity to be part of these programs. Um, we know that the community engagement element that we provide in both the crowdfunding platform and the technical support in the fundraising are game changers um, in in and getting community members to physically buy into the transformations they want to see. Um, civic pride and connection and belonging are critical to the, um, the health and well-being of our cities and towns and so if we can support folks in finding easy ways to communicate and engage with young people and people of all ages then there's an opportunity for our communities to to really thrive so as far as the future our program um, both creating places in my community and my vision are uh, really really popular and successful so we just hope that continues um and uh we uh, have really doubled our creating places projects in the last year uh which is really wonderful to see um post covid as we uh, look for more opportunities to come together to work together and to find those opportunities to Im- improve our places so more is the summary.
1: (laughs) Bridget with Patronicity, Megan from IHCDA. Thanks for joining us today to talk about my community, my vision. Uh, great program, great people. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon, I'm sure.
2: Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Such a pleasure. Thanks so much.
0: The same hometown innovations podcast was sponsored by Wessler Engineering.